0: So in terms of the, this convention, the occasion, the online retreat, we're coming towards a closure, of course, as you recognize, the practice doesn't close, the Dhamma doesn't close, uh, but conditions change. and We must be aware of the effect of this appearance of closure uh, and the changes that can occur. And around that and it's a time really recognizing this because where you make use of it of a closure retreat is you, you harvest you know you realize you know, get the harvest in and I think we talked a little bit about that in terms of modita appreciation and modana congratulation sounds strange doesn't it because on the surface level, congratulations are a bit icky, you know, like, you know, like school prizes or something. And nobody's here to win prizes you know, or get a pat on the back, it's not of that nature. But that one's heart, one has done some work to enter the depths, which is a pretty rocky area at times, is there anybody who doesn't have scars? <laughs> you know, wound, wounds and dents in that place, Anybody's rock solid in that place <laughs> so, but we're entering that place, that already is massive, like you're being conscious of the depth that is already something to, well uh, oh, my goodness, how wonderful do you have the interest the wish and uh, the ability to be conscious some degree of depth it's not just kind of throwing yourself out all over the place you can you can you know sit still even your body doesn't really sit that still because it's uncomfortable your mind moves around to your heart in some ways your heart is really trying to find stable hold it together come on hold it together you know, using sati mindfulness so making mindfulness something about holding on to a point in your body or with some refined thought in your mind or some refined realization which is showing up <laughs> you know with a bit of right view a smattering of right view you know? just bearing witness to what you can witness with that sense of this is causes and effects this is good this is uns- this is skillful this is unskillful and almost you know first of all we have to kind of just intellectually repeat the refrain This is not myself because first you don't really know what that really means because it sure feels like me. (laughs) But that's part part of the uh, the process. Is the more you you can actually bear witness to this. Well, what's witnessing it? Can't be two me's here. Can't be me as a witness and me as a stuff. So maybe, oh yeah, who's that? Who's this? Who's that? That was my first my first kind of realization i mean when i will not call it a realization it sounds much too profound but my first question when i did my first 15 minutes of meditation in thailand just realized that my mind was a complete chaotic mess and i could I, and i saw sort of looking at it somehow aware of it my mind is a complete there's not a single still moment in this mind there's not a single in breath there's not a single out breath there's not even half an in breath it's just sheer like a menagerie gone crazy <laughs> wow i didn't realize it was that bad <laughs> you know, of on the surface i could kind of get around and do stuff I do jeez this is going on under the lid so it was a feeling of, well, first of all, <laughs> wow! <laughs> and then, secondly, you know, like, well, who's witnessing this? Which is me. How can I? That was a sort of strange question. I've got to find out what this is about. I can't be too, you know, I've got to look into this. And just on that, I thought, I'm going to go to a monastery, right, and get, get some. Little bit of restraint going, you know, because the way I'm living, it's I wasn't doing anything that you know out of the ordinary, really. But there was no boundaries, no collectedness. It's all going out. You know, you're 25 years old as a young man. What do you do? You go out, out, out. (laughs) Even though what I wanted was in, I didn't know where that door was. So you're going out looking for an inn. Maybe I'll find some amazing mystic experience out there. You yeah. know, in India it's all mystical. <laughs> all these countries, all mystical, full of mystics. Well, don't be as a mystic. <laughs> Just find one. Get it. You know, it's sort of naivety of, of a No, there's no mystic countries. <laughs> Only mystic countries in your heart. <laughs> and sometimes you, it's so mystic you don't want to go there. <laughs> the, the territory, you know, the inner territory. The, well, you know, then, okay, well, I just got to, this is with me, you know, this is with me. I've got to meet this or deal with this somehow. You know, I can't do it from going out. I've got to get some restraint going. I can't manage restraint. I know. I go somewhere where it's kind of laid on get to a monastery you know, get in there you know? so right, ok and go, Oh, okay. You know, they knew I was coming because I'd asked this the monk who taught the meditation class if I could go to his monastery he said yeah sure, here's the address so I turned up they must have been aware and that's amazing isn't it you know you're in Thailand, and you're like some strange, straggly Westerner tumbles in at the gates, and they're already saying, Oh, okay, we're expecting you. Oh, here's a place you can stay. Wow, that's pretty. That's different, isn't it? Yeah, it's got boundaries around it, but if you knock politely on the door, okay, we'll give you a chance. And the next day he take me to see the and spoke very little English and he said oh, you have to first of all, you have to bow bow you. So you have to bow that's the proper thing to do okay he said oh what 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 do you want why you come what you want i said oh I just want to stop wanting things and he said oh very good very good you stay you practice. you go there you to live practice. <laughs> so you gave them up to live in. You know, and that's pretty grand really. Um, all free, you know. And it you know, it stayed good for long because, you know, heart, restlessness, crazy moods, feelings, mood swings up and down, and stuck in this little wooden box day after day after day after day after day, after day with no stimulation. No input, no conversation, no friends. Yeah. Wooden floor, only friend with the cockroaches. So end up talking to them. There's some company. <laughs> and uh, you know, they get up. What's happening today? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow will be the same. <laughs> oh, oh, great. That's really good. Oh, well. We sit there and... <laughs> You know, at least you you know you think, well <laughs> I mean, that was a bit steep maybe from beginners but we all kind of have to make that rather rocky through that door you know where suddenly the music stops and maybe it's nice at first you think, oh thank goodness oh that's you know, leave me alone got some quiet and sitting there. <laughs> the stuff happens <laughs> but you know just to do you knock on the door and it opens even if what you see inside it isn't that good well that's something at least you should try you knocked on the door it opened it does open the doors the deathless are open right you know that phrase if those who have faith just that sense of courage and aspiration it's not a reasonable thing. It's an aspiration that comes from, it comes from the depths. That's what called it. That's where it came from. You didn't know where it came. That's where it came from. You just got to stay with it. And you want to make that something that's not so, such a high bar. You know, like you no, don't have to be calm. That may come, it may not. You don't have to be rock solid. That may happen, it may not. You don't have to stop thinking. That may happen, it may not. You don't have to have bits of samadhi. They may happen, they may not. You're just showing up. And in fact, that's probably... First, it's just to get contented with you showing up. And you can be present. And so just finding that place where you can just not be immersed in what's happening in your contents of your mind, but not shutting it down, just that step back. This is the beginning, disengagement, viveka. Yeah, like you're standing at the door, you open the door, there's a rather untidy mess in there. Don't close the door, don't go in. Don't go out, just stand. This is where you begin. And use your body to give you support. And really bear in mind, make that place known to yourself. You can do this. And make that known, not just as an idea, but you you must feel your bodily presence just there the energies are not running forward, are not going back, are not jittering about trying to solve it and tidy it up. That, if you can do that, for a while even, before you start getting reactive, this is to be remembered, recollected, born in mind. And the more you bear in mind these fruits and linger on them, get the felt sense of what that was about, where that, where that was, this is unusual territory this this territory so it's never you know we don't see it written down in how to be a human being but this is the 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 border that is so important to to know and we're going to cross that border many times between what we call the when it comes as manifesting between the inner world and the outer world as a border you want to get used to being able to stand on the border yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. and find a balanced place there not solving not changing not naming yourself as this or that breathing When I say standing, I don't necessarily mean the standing posture. Yes, when I say standing, it's the sense of the mind is standing upright, standing. It gets more upright the more you can recognize and affirm that standing, that place. At first, it's just a oh, hee, hee, you know, teetering because you keep going into it and then moving away. It's so, so reactive. But if we can find that place where we're just at the border looking into the mind stuff, not reacting not going somewhere else deep right there this is called Viveka when the Buddha says quite secluded from unskillful states you know, this is what he meant now it doesn't mean that there aren't any that may happen you know, just 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 in that place and being able to, to hold that place and feel good about it rather, you should be doing something you should be sorting this out, come on get on with it You know, how many times have you been told duh, 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 duh. No, no, no oh look, look, go somewhere else this isn't working for you at all if you do that you begin to feel this over time a kind of a gradually strange strength which is not the strength of power it's the strength of non-defence strange your closing non-defence non-aggression non-doing and yet to find that non-doing requires a gradual acknowledgement and balancing of your attention your attention and your intention your attention is the focus of the mind; it generally plunges onto an object for daily life that's that's the norm onto the screen onto the business onto the, what we're doing onto the normal this attention does not plunge onto something it opens so we can do that Like you're in the room, people are talking, you'll hear the talking, but you're not engaging in the conversation, nor are you annoyed by the conversation, nor are you feeling left out of the conversation, (laughs) it just is that. Mm -hmm. Intention is the second factor of of mind, of mind's actions. There's some wish to make something happen. When does the good bit start? When do I get going on this? What's the right technique to act upon? How long do I have to take? What kind of effort do I need? Stop. Pause. Intend to maintain balance. Until that becomes pretty established. And the way you, you maintain balance is by feeling in balance. you swinging around, getting involved, getting irritated, and just you get that. Cause. And there's a kind of sense of relief that comes from that. that's all you have to do you can manage that. that's all you have to do and of all the most difficult things human beings can do the most difficult thing to know is what's enough because there's always something more we could there's something more we could need and something more we could do this is enough let's say that this is, this is the beginning of meditation sometimes you establish that it doesn't take that much more than letting the process unfold except perhaps the heart of sympathy and heart not sympathetic to the agitations in the mind and also sympathetic to the qualities of endeavour that get you to that door so it's mudita mudita is the one that feeds you gives you back to yourself gives you respect gives you self-respect and dignity and then when you get that there's much less need to be a winner Because you're already getting a sense of warming. This gives us a lot of freedom from the urge to get results. Strangely enough, or maybe not strangely to you now, the urge to get results will tend to mess up the process. So any time, really, but particularly when we come to the closure of this conventional thing called the retreat. Just pause. Try to avoid, if you can, too much. What's going to happen next? Yes, I had to go take the afternoon off to go to work. Yes, I had to attend to this. Yes, I was looking after so and so. Yes, I did feel really Pretty really bad that day so I skipped it but you know I was trying I had that focus in mind and according to what conditions allowed me I was showing up for this you always value what you have done not lament over what you weren't able to do Right? <laughs> I mean, just lamenting over your inabilities is not a good focus you can only feel miserable guilty so try to focus on the capacities that you were gifted with the possibilities that arose this is a cultivation to be a friend to yourself In this um, practice like this is that viveka, that disengagement which means you have a choice when I'm saying you're not in a dislocated state but you have a choice rather than thrown into actions or reactions or your and then clearly, you a choice clearly there can be a firmness from that choice I determine to not follow that I determine to not go into that so yes, you may start off as that non-doing, but then from there, as you see the feel the pulling of passions or aggression or worry, you know, and notice that you know, worrying is a hindrance. It's an understandable one, but it tangles up the flow. So you, think, you know, I know it's difficult in a very insecure realm external world we're in but just determining steady I'll engage with what I can engage with when that possibility arises the best I can that's all I will ever be able to do and for sure in some ways I wish it could be better I wish I could save the entire world (laughs) and so on Is just determining? No. Enough now. No harming. No self wounding. Enough. We've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We will continue to make mistakes, I'm sure. Just wounding yourself more is not going to make it any better. But maintaining balance will. I mean, you've got less possibility of putting your foot in it somewhere. Dumping your the stuff, which is absolutely normal also. Yeah. Because then we can really see, you know, even to begin to look at that practice as we try to encourage you know, at the ending of every sitting or every formal practice just that opening to the world even in your little you know, private domain and maybe there's the furnishings and there's the you know, bits and pieces and as soon as you see you think, what's happening there I'll tidy that up or you hear the knock on the door or somebody phone you, you, know, <laughs> you know just whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not <laughs> what you can engage with yeah. uh, and really you know taking those three minutes of the end of your sitting five, three, two I don't know I don't count look at the good clock if you make it longer even better yeah. And sometimes I've known people who don't do anything but that you know, their practice is to be at the end of the sitting. Right at the beginning, but they're all in that uh uh-huh, and they and, they're, and they're just standing in that door. And that's a good practice. And if you're in an online retreat where you are in your, you know, personal situation where your personhood is looking back at you and the walls and the details and the history, just to stand there without you know, going in or out because what's external that's what you're doing internally you're looking at your personal history internally you look outside there it is you know right so it's really the same same practice so don't be deceived by we call these internal is so vastly different in some respects at that threshold point they're about the same because the mode of attention, we're keeping that mode of attention. And the mode of intention, we're keeping that. What makes the external world external is because your attention and intention changes. As you know, certain things trigger a particular mode of, okay, well, that was a nice meditation, right? Better sweep up a bit, you have tea. You know, intention is changed its its mode hasn't it and your attention has got to looking at details that's what makes it external because it's the external pointing of the mind that makes it so right so in a way there is no external internal really finally it's all happening in mind and yet we call it that because that's the way it seems and in, in certain you know, conditional experiences you know we we do engage with things in that external okay let's get this done move on to the next thing yeah that's that's life and we focus on the point of going all spacious and open when you've got to do some calculations <laughs> you know <laughs> Into, you know unbiased awareness when you're doing an editing project (laughs) it's all perfect already (laughs) no you have to pick up biases and preferences and this is right and wrong you have to go into that that realm so but then okay know what you're doing if you get really intense about it it's the time to just boom let's just take a check a couple of minutes on this one because as it gets very more intense then what happens is you know the unresolved elements of the interior begin to spill out yeah. because that that doorway, we're no longer standing in the door and you move into things. what happens is you move okay, can you get the picture moving into the external realm, you go in there really intensely, you drag your interior with you, right So if you see what I mean? So what comes in is you get your intention, picks up all the kind of, you know, the anxiety tendencies or the compulsive tendencies or the I can't do this tendencies. All those unresolved tendencies come welling up and you drag them out into the external domain. Right? So you see it around you. That's the thing I can't do. That's the thing I've got to do. And you see it. And it speaks to you in that way. I don't expect you necessarily to to believe that, but I mean, I'm just placing that there for your consideration. Mm. Because we're going to be moving into that, what we call the external, the external mode of mind that generates the external reality. The external mode of mind, that particular quality of intention and attention and attention and into mental programs they come up so as you may or may not know I do quite a bit of editing work and I've done quite a lot of editing out of a sense of, you know, devotion, gratitude, appreciation my teacher some major, some major, some major. So I've done a lot, a lot of work like that you know it started off just kind of basic and I got put more effort into it oh, yeah that's not quite right do really quite a bit of work with it uh, the only problem is I can't read a, any books anymore because as soon as I open up my book I start looking at the, well, the punctuation that's not very good and it should be italicized it's going to need a new paragraph break <laughs> because as soon as I see a book that program starts. <laughs> I just have to look at pictures now. <laughs> and it's always critical. <laughs> it's always critical. <laughs> you think well, I don't you know, I don't want to look at a dumbbell book and be critical because it's somebody's offerings, you know. So you know, let's just put it down and look at the cover instead. <laughs> The program start but sometimes they're just going to poise and, and maybe just take a softer focus, don't look too intense just softer focus. And the general meaning is you know, okay. there's a particular intensity of attention and intention that seems to draw up. One's psychological patterns, because the quality of intention and attention runs through all of it. That's from the depth, of silence, and space. There's still attention there. There's still some intention to hold it. Hold it to be mindful. Of it. Any condition. Experience there's always attention and intention in it. So that those two factors, they they operate at any level, depth level, meaning of surface level, is still attention and intention. Sometimes we don't know what our intention is because it's so firing so fast you you, you know you, you can't catch up with it, but it's still running. So very important to, to begin to cultivate intention. Or to notice what the intention is. And this, this is right view because based upon skillful intention, skillful action, skillful results will occur. Based upon unskillful intentions, unskillful results will occur. Yeah. It's the law of karma. And <laughs> to add to that for the for the contemplative, the first Risky intention is to plunge into the field. Well, you know, to just plunge in without what's happening here, how am I feeling, how's that? Plunge in. But often, say eagerly, with good intention, I, I do this myself plunge in. And then, you know, without a full awareness. Yeah. my do-it programs take over my fix-it programs take over my hurry up get this done programs take over yeah. um, I mean, I'm not that bad a person really but you know you do put your foot in it at times insensitive to, to, to a wider field, it becomes me now of course the challenge for all of us, is life in general wants a me, you know, wants me to be there. What's happening for you? Come on, you you know, really wants a me to get into all that. That disengagement is considered a bit sort of, what are you doing? Different? Cold? What's the matter with you? So you know you really got to establish that, but also establish the quality of goodwill because that intention will will manifest. You know, we think intention is what I say and what I do and how I get things done. That's true, but remember, that's just you know, we say surface attention an intention just upon things but the really important intention is the how the quality you know, with which you know I, I say or recommend or advise or say I'm sorry no you know? the quality of metta, karuna, mudita peka, sympathy you don't have to be that fantastic a genius that may be your your talent or whatever but it's risky because often really you know like genius is sometimes a bit difficult to live with because they're so into what they're doing the qualities of kindness equanimity detail haven't got wrong put everything onto the doing. So there's got to be a bit of non-doing in your doing in order to get those heart qualities in there yeah. sympathy. And this can vary you know obviously what those qualities manifest as is just your voice tone, your body language, the speed at which you do things the way you say, well I think this, what do you think, you know or I don't know right now, Um, I'm interested but I don't have an answer right now you know I know that sounds difficult, I'm sorry about that but I don't have an answer right now so you know it's not you saying I shut up or some sense of sympathy because in this external world the most significant thing you meet is called other people isn't it Yeah, and uh, how much suffering and uncertainty and disappointment and self-criticism towards oneself gets generated around this experience. I really wasn't good enough for him. I let her down. I couldn't be there for my dad. I'm the one my mother never really wanted. Yeah. I could have done better for my sister but I was too careless anybody not have any wounds on that score anybody not hurt another person verbally sometimes physically verbally probably emotionally being gruff, aggressive, dismissive. Anybody not hurt anybody? Anybody not been hurt? Mm. The sign of other people. experience. And if you, you know, when you, when you practice, you try to, you know, your meditation practice, I'm saying, oh, of course, I'll bring that sign in other people in general We just get a general sense of somebody else here how does that do? You, do you feel you've got to sort of, you know, shape up a bit or attract or withdraw or do something for them can you just be present there is another and, just, and then stop, disengage and, and so, so there is another and you know if you want to make this deliberate practice, refrain, just like me, as suffering, just like me, as unresolved material, just like me, gets hurt, just like me, gets careless, just like me, wants sympathy, just like me, has wounds, just like me, you know, a little recitation, and you can very much, when you're sitting, on your own, just bring them in, and you can choose a particular person you know, bringing into your mind is that who knows what karma they had you know so of course in a way they're not like you you know this was a man, I'm a woman he wasn't like me no, not on the surface he wasn't that's the problem with surfaces we all look different and even in depth you'd say yeah well, i don't have those kind of aggressive tendencies just wait you probably might find a few stick around <laughs> i mean even a beetle has aggressive tendencies when you push it into a corner even a slug you've got them somewhere poke <laughs> hard enough So why is this person so great? You well, they've probably been poked quite a lot, you know, so it's come up. Or that's the way they've learned, or that's the way they defended themselves against other people. Or they were in the army for goodness sake, you know, so they were taught to be aggressive. That was the mode of behaviour. You know, brutalized. Or they were what you know, stories. Now you don't have to go through that kind of list of apologize explain just, oh this quality what has arisen? This quality has arisen. I feel threatened. That has arisen. That's, that's true, isn't it? You now, whether it's because of him or because of you, or be, that, that quality has arisen. You're threatened. You just stop there. Okay, breathing in, breathing out, returning to center. you upright. Mm-hmm. Sympathy. I mean, no harm. It's um, and that can play out in the you know in, in the in the external fear. I think people often ask me about this time when I was attacked in India and I told it so many times I get a bit you know, embarrassed by it, as so if it's some massive feat. But as uh, so those of you not aware, you know, I was on pilgrimage, walking pilgrim in India and I'm attacked by five bandits with Sticks and cudgels and axes. So I try to give them my belongings. They think I'm trying to run away, so they one guy in there. Three of them hold me, and one guy gets his axe and aims to swing it at my head. So you've got three people holding you. Uh, and There's not really a lot of wriggle room on that. So, you know, we all have to die, so maybe this is it. So this is very. I'm not thinking this at this speed. It's just immediate reflex. Go to center. Go to center. Straight. Okay. No fear. Whatever. And that quality of that. So now I feel the emotional intensity of the situation just dropped. So I did it again. said, so "If you want to kill me, it's up to you." it won't take long just there the guy backs off, doesn't know what to do because if you want to kill me it doesn't take long really, you've got an axe it's just I'm telling the truth, that's all I well, we won't do much about it you stand in your truth and, so, and it's got a very, it's got a cooling effect and, you know, when I think of it in bigger terms, this people, probably outcasts, living in poverty, in a rough area, forest, you know, they've got no means of livelihood, they see somebody come along, looks like he's a western, must have lots of money somewhere, let's get a hold of him. Yeah, I can understand that. So, I'm not really indignant about it. Why bother? Just let it go. So you need cultivating this, this point. Because if you don't return to centre, what will happen is your triggered reflexes take over and they throw you out into the... You shouldn't... You shouldn't... I mean, no harm, I'm a piece of... It intensity just builds up. And people lose their balance in that. People start, you know, this is where the violence really gets going. You're cooling the field. And that's what the upright axis does it cools the field of reactivity. And that's our task, internally annexed, and externally. So, with wisdom, you can also begin to recognize, you know. What I mean? This is not a person that's happening right now. What's happening is threat. Now, I can say that person. Yeah, really right the point of what's happening is threat. Okay. Meet that. And of course, there are many things. What's happening now is being dissed. not <laughs> dismissed. And of course this is where your wounds start speaking, don't they? In the presence of the other because that's where they came from. Most of our suffering is relational. That's where they came from. So the other, the perception of the other sometimes triggers these. And your old wounds open up. I'm not listened to I'm inadequate. People don't like. Oh, I've got to, I've got to, so really, in a way, other people are a great meditation practice because that's where we will see, we will witness these these powerful reflexes. And if we want to get, really, want to get liberates, these are the ones we want to just acknowledge and clear our, our outgoing on. Yeah. The rest of it's just formal exercise. Okay, nice, you know, you can sit and get quiet, very nice. Yeah, lovely, very good. You can focus on this particular point, yes. Very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but can you meet the stuff that wells up when you see when you see your family? <laughs> You know, this is the PhD stuff. <laughs> with a mind of equanimity, compassion, gladness—if you can—wow, big sadhu to you, fantastic. <laughs> you know, that. oh, when you go to your to your workplace in the old, and old can you can you maintain that there? You know, workplaces where we have to get things done. Can you go there with the mind that says, you know? Don't have to get things done. We'll just start playing and see what happens. You know, just checking these intentionalities. And getting a bit intense here. Let's just go a couple of minutes just back to the upright axis. Breathe out. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Somebody like it, somebody won't like it. You know, let's just bring forth the for good for the sake of bringing forth the good. And, you know, and you bring you forth the beauty of your death, not the wounds of it, and this is the incredible joy. I mean, so you don't obviously most you don't don't have dialogue with the people who are hosting, managing the retreat, but every one of them is just experiencing. It's hard work. It's a lot of work, I tell you, and I can't keep up with it the skills they are to be prodigious they're not you know they're just volunteers and the quality of joy and gladness experiencing through that service that's really bringing the beauty out, there, out of the mind offering that into the world mm-hmm. You know, it, I always say it's very difficult to have not been loved. but It's even more difficult to not be able to express one's love in some way. And dumber work is love made visible. Even it's just kind of changing a comma into a semicolon. <laughs> it's It's that, you know. Because that's what we doing it for. Just, just. Don't so we can enter that external field, bringing our Barami with us, our accumulated virtues with us. Yeah. And then the all changes. Now, you know, real um, problem for the unawakened being is that the Sign of the other, that sign of the threat or whatever, and often the object of passion, you know? wow, oh wow, passion. That sign, we think it is the person, where the mind assumes that is the person. That, that is the person. That's not my, that's, that is the person. That's when the intentions have really run out. Saturated experience. This is called perpuncture, proliferation or objectification. And around this, you know, modestly, it's just the average stuff that happens between people. You know, we see them in accordance with our you know, mind states, our whatever. And it can get very, very difficult. We see, you know, racism, people's. Fear and uh, whatever whatever goes into that, you know. All these ways that divide people are when they're un- un- uncleaned, inner depths are swelling over, soaking people and around this, cultures are eradicated, and genocides occur. Because those people are just dumb savages getting in the way. Genocide occur wars occur. Those Jews who are purifying you know, impurities to the race. Yeah. People project whatever it is their fear or their despair or their irritation or anger onto the other, and of course passions, rape. of objectification of female form in some kind of commodity so this is serious isn't it big stuff can happen around that people lose their ethical center lose their moral responsibility because there's no sympathetic resonance between two poles me and the other it's just an immediate projection not of my uprightness but of my confusion onto the other and then once that's happened it's really frightening what people can do from that place. they've lost their axis altogether and it's just you know the stories it's what we need to maintain because you just see how bad it can get when you witness human history and social problems the them and a good thing to little remind is there's no such thing as you really there's no such thing as you as I and as we I is going on we is a blessing absolutely you you can almost hear that when I say that word you, <laughs> you <know? laughs> be careful with that one even when you know you feel you know whatever it is from another person I feel this, I feel that and you know how is that for you obviously you can use the word but be very aware and use it like as a, as a suggestion or a question could you tell me what's happening so that we can become we rather be stuck in this I, you thing <laughs> hmm. kalyanamitta spiritual friendship is that you don't have to be an arahant you don't have to be a saint to be a friend you just have to be someone who is prepared to be part of a we in that and that requires respectful empathic space The lovely you know, reflection or the buddha talked about good friendship and a good friend many many times many times this is one of the requirements for first level of liberation stream entry is you have a spiritual friend you must begin to how else you're going to see yourself, stuff except if someone you trust you. Know, and you can bring forth your goodness. Yeah. And you can experience compassion for your weakness. Yeah. Not lectures. He yeah. said so this you know, you can look at it in many ways, but he so said there's some of those seven qualities he talked about. He so, said, Okay, first quality is if you want to be a good friend, do what's difficult to do. Give what's difficult to give. Give your attention give your patience, give your time do what's difficult to do reach out a little bit walk the extra half mile make an effort for the wealth of another you won't regret it endure what's difficult to endure if they give you harsh words bear with it that's kinda of what happens. We do empty our know, stuff onto others. If someone says, Okay, you're upset, okay. Not gonna play me for that. Okay. You share your intimacies, your your depth with them. You trust them enough to share your heart. When they share there's with you you keep confidence. You don't just throw it out on the great boy. It's a treasure. Another's trust. You don't scatter their depths to all and sundry. You keep it sealed. When they fail, you don't give up. You don't despise them when they completely <laughs> lose it, seemingly you don't turn away so these are the qualities you should look for if you seek a friend and if you are wise careful person you should seek a friend. Buddha hmm. describe himself as a friend. All. If I find no fault with the world, the world finds fault with me. Hmm. I've laid down the rod of harming to other creatures people attacked me and they did put aside revenge people do that to me I do not follow that behaviour this is the way we cultivate remember possibilities in this way you will certainly strengthen live up to what's best in yourself be a blessing to others live without regret and be able to see these corrupting influences that cloud our eyes and smother our hearts see them, acknowledge them return to the upright intentions, the energies down speak from a place of compassion find the way how can we resolve this Get through this if that's possible you have a friend definitely That's it, really. And sometimes it's not possible. You know, you put down, but the other person isn't capable. And so, okay, well, that's the world finds fault with me. I open the door, they close theirs. Okay, you know, it's difficult, but return. Don't lose the heart of goodwill or of sympathy. it's a treasure so let's pause there for this particular teaching session with a string of words and I hope something's been there for you that you know can shine a light resonance perhaps not all of it does but maybe one or two phrases might help to um, you know Worth, worth storing <laughs> or the effect of it it's not the words, it's where they go really. the way they go that's you this little being here is saying some words the big thing is what in you picks that up and where does it go that's yours <laughs> and if any of this has come across that's beautiful So take that in and and treasure that receptivity, that that, uh, taste of freedom.